the that the game warden is Rorschach? Yeah. Now I'm really confused. All right, you want to start? Yeah. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red Five standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman. Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves, sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She's gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it. I could do this all day. Folks, welcome back to Movie Punditry. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, Bran. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, it is. We. I just. I think we both just finished watching the episode three of Watchmen, and I am not quite at a loss for words, but I'm still trying to put my thoughts together. But I'm in. I'm all in. They have put the the Watchmen syringe in my vein, and I am hooked. And I will be back yeah. every Sunday looking for my next fix from HBO. They got me. I haven't been this happy to be so confused since yeah. I don't know the first season of uh, West West Lost. <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually having fun piecing things together. You know, sometimes that's real frustrating with certain shows, but with this, I'm enjoying it. Like I'm happy to be the wonder, the excitement, the what's going on, and then like the the profiles are trying to figure certain people out, like. All right, so let's, let's, I guess we just take it from the top. How have you been? I've been good. Okay. I've, uh, it's been good, man. It's been a uh, busy week, but I'm glad we could, uh, we could sit here and get together and uh, talk about a couple of things. Okay. Um, I've been all right. You know, still trying to settle into the house. A little behind on my, I think I'm two weeks behind on my comics with uh, Hickman ending at six, well, the 12 series, the 12 uh, book run for House uh, Powers of X, House of X. And now they're getting into like each proper book. Uh, X-Men 1, Wolverine has a book, I think Excalibur and a couple others. So I'm going to try to make my way down to the comic book shop tomorrow so I can catch back up and discuss that on the pod a little bit. I know you got the chance to check out Terminator. We'll talk about that today. Yeah, we definitely uh, want to talk about that. Um, I think we, I don't know if we discussed the Verizon giving, uh, Disney and Verizon teaming up. So Verizon customers get a year of Disney plus for free. And as fate would have it, I am a Verizon customer. As am I. So in a sense, Verizon is funding movie punditry's first year of Disney plus. And that's awful nice of them. Thank you, Verizon. If you want to just pass anything else our way, we will gladly become corporate shields. Or at least I will. Um, I'll, ca- I'll cash the checks. No yeah, yeah. We're Verizon Unlimited all day, or whatever other subsidiaries Verizon has that they want to show for. Um, but let's get into it. Watchmen, episode three. What was it? She was killed by space junk. Was that the title? That is the title. All right. So 
I remember when this first started, we were trying to figure out like, okay, is this, this is set in the Watchmen universe? Is it post the book? Does the movie have anything to do with this? And we're starting to get a clear picture because it, what it had looked like was that the only surviving character was Adrian Ozymandias, which is a proper pronunciation. Adrian Veidt, yeah. And now it looks like, okay, he's not. So the Silk Spectre is still around. Am I correct? This is, well, the second Silk Spectre, yeah. This, okay, that's right. The second Silk Spectre is still around. We assume Dr. Manhattan is still around. And after that interaction between Blake and the senator and him making that reference that, you know, president can pardon anyone, even get her owl friend out of the cage. I'm assuming that he's still around as well. It would appear that Night Owl is possibly still around. Okay. So the only person that we're missing is Rorschach. Well, then again, he died in the movie, right? Yeah. But are we counting? Does well, this... I think he died. He died in the he died in the books too. Okay, so that's I'm not sure if they're gonna try to retcon that or get around that. Um, but so with this episode, we find the senator trying to enlist Blake to come down to Tulsa and help figure out the the situation, uh, the 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 death of the chief of police. Is it just me, or does it seem like the senator knows more than he's letting on? I think he does, and and I think we're gonna we're gonna see um, that there is some connection that the senator has to to the larger story. Um, I don't think we're done with you know him. I don't think he's just a senator. I think we're gonna find out that he has uh, a past um, or some kind of legacy, whether it's you know through his family. You know, we're starting to see a lot of. Uh, you know, ideas that there's this, a lot of hints that there's, there's, um, this is going to be talking about like legacy and talking about kind of generational sins and things mm-hmm. that pass down, you know, through families and things like that. I mean, we've certainly already seen that, you know, uh, and just, I, I guess we should clear up this is definitely yeah. spoiler heavy, but, um, We've already cleared up that, you know, Will is Angela's grandfather. So there's definitely some kind of some level of legacy there. I think with um, with with Judd, we're going to see that there's probably some stuff going on um, in his past. Uh, in two of the episodes, I think they. Yes, they both times they lingered on a photograph of a young man, and an older man in his house. So I can't imagine that's not going to be important, whether that's his father or his grandfather. Um, and I think we're going to wind up seeing you know, something connected there. And, you know, certainly there's weird stuff going on with fight and, you know, his past and what's happening. So, and, and certainly obviously with Silk Spectre, the stuff going on, you know, with Laura, with Laura and her past. So, I think we're going to see a lot of this kind of thing. I of agree completely because passed down. I'm going to generation to step. Generation. I don't think it's stepping on a limb, but I think Judd's family was around during those the massacre, during that Oklahoma massacre. So I think that's going to tie in to that, and Angela's going to have to reconcile with that. Um, Angela's also going to have to reconcile with you know her grandfather being, I guess. 
having some powers, and I'm gonna. I'm really interested to see if she'll some something will manifest within her. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear they're trying to indicate that Will has some level of powers. Um, it, you know, how did he get Judd in the tree? How did he get out of uh-huh. his handcuffs? You know, uh, but I want to go back to the top of that. So where did this big magnet in the sky come from? That these are questions that are not answered. Sting operations to catch vigilantes. And then the comment that she made, um, you know, the yeah, and it, and it made me think about because you've got the cops in Oklahoma who looks like vigilantes. They don't even look like police officers. And with that anonymity, there is no difference between them and, and vigilantes. There's no way to hold them account, accountable except for the department. The public can't. And, you know, we think about the Civil War with, uh, you know, in the Marvel realm. There was almost no way to hold these guys accountable. And if any, if you guys have been listening to this show from the get-go, I was not on the side of that Sokovia Accords whatsoever. But there was a point that the only thing that held them accountable was Cap, his, his, his morality and his righteousness for the most part. If Cap wasn't in charge of the Avengers, that thing goes off the rails and, and, at plenty of different points. So, you know, getting back to the Watchmen, there's no difference between the police and the vigilantes. There's nobody to hold them accountable. So I, I found that really interesting. And then the, the, the wisecrack that she made about, you know, another rich guy, um, you know, uh, thank you for keeping our street. No, the center made a statement. Thank you for keeping our street safe from rich assholes playing dress up. And it made me think of like, you know, Bruce Wayne and, and Green Arrow. And I was like, is that a shot at you know, some other these DC characters and Marvel characters, but it, it was pretty interesting. Like there's a, this would be a great show to watch and have the, like these discussions about society and, and the way we, we craft our comic book heroes because they tend to have like a lot of the same archetype. Um, but this episode was great to me from top to bottom. Like I had no flaws with it whatsoever. It was light on the action, but it didn't need it. Because all the things that it was saying and doing, um, now, and I mentioned this to you before. What do you think is going on with uh, Ozymandias? Um, well, let me let me back you up a little bit first. Um, yeah, because I think I think it's there's an important distinction. You know, you brought something really up interesting when it, when you know when Marvel Marvel's approach to you know because the Watchmen dealt very seriously with this idea of mass vigilantes and and accountability and and so did marvel in in civil war but i think it's important to point out to those who may be not familiar with it that you know civil war in the in the books is a lot different than civil war in in the films in oh the yes MCU films mainly because in the books at the time of civil war one of the big things was that you know the superheroes were masked People did not know their true identities. People did not know that Tony Stark is Iron Man. People did not know that Steve Rogers is Captain America. People did not know, you know, who these characters are. They were truly mass superheroes. Um, obviously, the MCU took a little different approach with it because you have these big stars. You don't put Robert Downey Jr. behind a mask all the time, you know. 
and so the it's fundamentally even even thor had a secret identity uh, donald blake donald blake right so um which they poked a little fun at in in the thor movie but so 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 the idea is a little bit different you know in the in the mcu than it is in the books and the books is kind of a little closer than in, to the watchman than um than the mcu is but you know you bring up a good point about this idea of of accountability and and how the pendulum swings too far the other way you know now the police you know now the police are masked and what what separates them from the vigilantes that they were hunting in the first place um you know that's a pretty that's a pretty interesting thing to to answer your question about adrian fight i have no idea what he's doing um you know there one question could be asked is you know he's got all these clones and stuff around is this actually adrian Veidt? is he a clone um but more importantly is is what is he trying to accomplish and what is he what is he trying to do you know um in the one thing we see he's absolutely writing the story of dr manhattan down to you know immolating himself in in the booth because of the watch um in the last episode but you know this one where he's got you know he's he's building a suit and sending the guy we assume in a balloon or something was sending the guy up into the upper atmosphere you know what do you think he's trying to accomplish there i'm I'm gonna say this november 3rd 2019 i firmly believe he is trying to get to mars to get to dr manhattan why i don't know but it is it's just something in me that says this man is trying to get to Mars to get to Dr. Manhattan. I, f- I feel like he's, she was trying to test out a, a suit that would allow him to breathe in space. Um, it's, it's just, To me, there's nothing else that this guy's trying to do. I, I, I am really curious to see, like, why did he put the costume back on? Is he going to go try to fight somebody? But outside of that, it, to me, he's trying to get to Mars. He has to be trying to get to Mars. He's running these experiments on these clones. You know, you want to use human test subjects to see if this stuff is going to keep you safe. He's trying to get back to Mars. No doubt in my mind about it. You got anything? Um, no, I mean, I think that's, a, he seems to certainly be obsessed with Dr. Manhattan. So I think that kind of makes some sense that maybe he's, you know, I mean, clearly he's not doesn't have all his marbles. No, but I think it makes sense that he's uh, he's trying to he's trying to get there, trying to figure out a way to escape who what appears to be some kind of confinement. Mm-hmm. You Could know, be. whether he's uh, you know this is the agreement after you know after what happened in the events of Watchmen that he's stuck on whatever this estate is. Um, but he's, he does certainly claim to be obsessed with Dr. Manhattan, I think. Now, when she was sitting there telling this story or trying to tell the joke in the booth, she was recounting the uh, the events towards the end of the of Watchmen, the original, right? Oh. Yeah, pretty much the, the various heroes or, you know, the various characters in Watchmen. Uh, and I think if you think, think them through, it's probably... Rorschach as as Ozymandias and Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. 
one thing I'm really interested to see is is Angela's going to have to confront what what the chief was was doing because it seems like she's still caping for him. She's still trying to protect him. But and 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 I guess like from the outside, like as a viewer, you would think, okay, you find out this guy is a clan member, it'd be easy for you to just you know, okay, I'm going to disconnect myself from him. He was a bad guy. I'm trying to keep in mind that she still has a relate. She still had a great relationship with him. You know, this seemed like this father daughter relationship, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was like a conversation a, a friend of mine had early. Goes, you know, what if you find out that one of your closest friend is racist, but they really like you? And I'm like, that's tough because now you have to confront with what you who you thought this person was, with now who this person is. And what does that mean to you, especially you being a part of this race that they hate? So I'm really interested to see how she confronts the, the truth in this, because it, it seems like she doesn't accept it yet. Or am I wrong? No, I, I think you're right. She doesn't. Okay. I, I don't know. This, this show is it's fascinating to me. And I would say the only other thing that, that hooked me like this was Westworld. Nothing has hooked me like this in Maybe since the first two seasons of Laws in Westworld, that's it. It's great. Yeah, and it's you know the first two seasons of Lost, I think is is kind of a key to this. You know, I mean Damon Lindelof, who was the creator of Lost, you know, was uh, one of the co-creators of Lost, and this idea, uh, you know, he has said many times, like this idea of um, his style of storytelling that he did in lost you know he he has he has gone on record even back in 2004 saying you know i learned how to do this from watchman mm-hmm. you know wow. watchman inspired him to tell stories the way that he tells stories and he seems to be he seems to have been in in the work that he's done trying to get back to this um there's a lot of dna of, of watchman in lost there's a lot of dna of watchman in in the leftovers and i think you know now that he's got kind of watchman in his hands it's going to be really interesting to see what's uh, what he does with it what's going on with it all right anything else on watchman before we move on to terminator well just just it was kind of a throwaway reference but i you know the um the idea of what they call in the show the millennium clock which appears to be the doomsday clock mm-hmm. and if they're going to bring the doomsday clock into this um, that's really interesting because, you know, the Doomsday Clock, you know, which was Alan Moore's sequel to The Watchmen, um, you know, is the one where Dr. Manhattan literally has a showdown with Superman. So I don't know what all that's going to mean and why they're bringing it in, but um, it could lead to some interesting things. That would be dope if if we get that, some some, some variation of that. I don't know what DC's plans are on Superman, but I mean, if you're going to use them on the big screen, hell, use them here. They've already shown that they're going to do a Green Lantern show on uh, HBO, what is it, HBO Max? Right. So that's one thing I wish DC would be more in line with Marvel. Like, look, when I with the app, with the Plus app, almost it seems like most people are in play. Like, you can be on TV or you can be in a movie. It doesn't really matter to them anymore. I wish DC would kind of like take that. What's the word I'm looking for? 
take that leash off. Take that approach. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, and and you know, Disney at large seems to be doing that with you know everything with, with multiple properties. You know, they're doing that with Star Wars. Obviously, they're saying you know oh, we're doing. You know, we're doing some of this on TV. We're doing some of this in the movies, like like with Obi Wan. You know, originally yeah. that Obi Wan project was supposed to be a movie, and all of a sudden they turn around and now it's going to be a TV series. And I think I think these studios are embracing this idea of long form storytelling. You know, you can get a lot more out of a character in ten hours over the course of ten weeks in a series than you can in a two and a half hour movie. If this leads up to us watching Superman on HBO, Go Max, whatever they want to call it, fighting Doctor Manhattan, you can have my money. I will pay you gladly. <laughs> I, I think you might see it. I mean, you know, one of the the aspects of Doomsday Clock, which was a comic book series or a graphic novel series, was you know they they looked at kind of the origins, like the more was kind of like taking. DC to task about like the many versions of Superman that they had mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, no, they all exist. And, you know, so Dr. Manhattan's ability to skip through various realities, he basically encountered all of these Supermans and it was Superman and it was Superman's Superman. I don't know. And, uh, you know, so it was very, very meta in terms of, what it did which makes sense i mean because it's still the watchman and the watchman was always very meta next thing they didn't talk about dc and their 50 million uh batman books and counting them guys exactly but that that you know that's kind of the point of it is kind of this idea that they just keep reinventing it over and over again and just making it something different and completely ignoring what happened before yeah which is but i mean i harp on that every episode so i'm not gonna do it today yeah, and speaking speaking of reinventing and ignoring what happened before, that is a perfect segue into yes, it is. Terminator Dark Fate. Okay, so uh, going into this, what were your expectations? Or did you just say, I'm just going to go see a Terminator movie? I'm just going to go see a Terminator movie. I mean, it basically, you know, I I, um, I texted I texted my wife from work on Friday, and I'm like, you know, what are, what are we doing on Saturday? And she's like, oh, we have this, 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 and this, and this. And then she goes, why? And I just sent her like a picture, like a screen cap of the Terminator poster. And she's like, oh, there's always time for Terminator. <laughs> so uh, okay. and that's why and that's why I married that woman. And so um, I just figured it would just be, you know, I, I, I heard good things about it. Um, I, you know as much as I've been let down by the last three movies, I'm all in on this franchise. I love this franchise. And the concept uh, is dope. It's so dope. And that's why I'm all in on it. And, you know, this did not let me down because this, you could plug this movie in right after T2 and it fits perfectly. And it almost, it kind of explains itself in there that it's a direct sequel to T2 and, and forget T3, forget Genesis, forget Salvation. You know, my my new canon for Terminator is Terminator T2 and Dark Fate. And I'm good. See, I liked Terminator Salvation. I thought it was dope. I thought it was real dope. I didn't have a problem with Genesis that much. I guess because I'm a sucker for time travel. 
like you throw a time travel in a movie, it's gonna get at least three stars for me. And as long as it's not horrible the rest of the way, you might get four. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate Terminator Salvation. I, I, I do like it. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's got some really good, good parts to it. And I think, um, you know, Christian Bale is pretty good in it, and and Bryce Dallas Howard is pretty good in it, and and um, even uh, uh, what's Sam Worthington? You know, I, I think I think they're good, and I think it's a decent movie. I don't, I did not like uh, Genesis. Um, I just thought it just kind of went off the rails at the end, and I really don't like T three, so. Um, I'm good with not watching that anymore. <laughs> so we're this we're, one. Um, this one's really good. It it really feels like it belongs in that that group with that with the first two movies. Like it really feels like it belongs to it, and, that, and maybe that's you know James Cameron's involvement with it. Um, you know, Tim Miller did a fantastic job directing it. And uh, and I really enjoyed it. You know, Linda Hamilton was good in it. Arnold was good in it. They didn't overuse him. He was in it a lot more than I thought he was going to be in it. I really expected he was going to be in it for like one scene. Like he was really? just going to be kind of like, here's Arnold. Yeah. You know, have your have your eight minutes with him and, and he's off. And it's like, no, he's in half this movie, which really surprised the crap out of me. Good. And, uh, you know, Linda Hamilton is in most of this movie, which really surprised me. Um the action scenes are good. It's it's a long movie. It feels like a long. It's a long movie. Uh, I don't know how long it is, but it it it's definitely it was like we looked at it. We looked at our watches when we got out of there. We're like, damn, this is a long movie. Um, but it doesn't feel like a long movie. It's 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 tightly edited. You know, this, the action sequences work. Um, it it feels good. You know, you're you're kind of on the edge of your seat throughout the whole thing. It, it doesn't really let you up all that much time, and uh, it's well done. It's well choreographed. It it just feels right, and there's just enough Linda Hamilton in it. She's just badass enough. The new the new people, um, Gabriel Luna. You know, if you saw him in um, Agents of Shield, he was uh, the Ghost Rider and Agents of Shield. Rest in peace, and, Ghost Rider. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, he he plays this new Terminator um, in it, the Rev Nine. They call it. He's really good. Um, you know, Natalia Race, who is uh, who's like kind of the main protagonist of the movie. You know, she's fantastic in it. I thought, and um, I really enjoyed it. You know, and and. Arnold, it's it's a performance I haven't, you know, we haven't seen in Arnold in a long time, you know, since he became governor. I know he's done a couple of movies on the backside, but, you know, this really kind of feels like very organic and very much part of this franchise and part of this world. And it's, it's disappointing to me that not a, not a lot of people are going to see it because it's a good movie. People, sure. sh- people should go see it, and I think they've just been put off and burnt too much by the last two movies. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. Because this is this is better. This movie is better than that, and I think people are going to be really disappointed. And when this thing hits home media, and people watch it, they're going to be like, "Damn, I wish I saw this in the theater." So, without spoiling the ending, are we getting a sequel? They certainly set it up. 
I don't, I don't, based on its performance, I don't think we are. Dang. Um, but they certainly set it up and I would, I would pay money to go see, you know, Linda Hamilton and Natalia race, you know, kicking ass around the world because that's what the, that's what the setup was. And, uh, but I don't think we're going to wind up seeing it just because this thing's not making any money. Oh, um, I guess it's kind of might. Oh, this won't be a too big of a spoiler. When is it set? Uh, it's set contemporary, like now. So we don't get to like this the the Skynet has come online in this movie. So okay. Um, all right. So if you haven't seen the movie, you may not want to listen anymore. Um. But if you have seen the movie, then you should listen. Um, so, so basically, uh, the gist is is that this is kind of an alternate timeline to what happened in T three and Genesis and Salvation. So, instead of John Connor growing up and becoming the leader of the resistance. Um, in this timeline, another Terminator is sent back and kills him as a teenager. Wow. Like like a couple of years after the events of T2. And then, and then this movie jumps forward um, to the present day. So, you know, 12 years later, 15 years later, whatever the time gap is. You know, Cyberdyne has been destroyed, so Cyberdyne's not there to invent Skynet. But eventually, um, another AI is created. This one's called Legion, and basically winds up doing the, all the same things that Skynet did. Um, except there's no John Connor. That's so, really interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of like, and it, it kind of goes to the whole idea. You know, the whole this whole idea that they did through T3 um, and into salvation was this idea that, that judgment day is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, that, you know, even in T3, okay. So they, you know, they stop, they stop Cyberdyne in T2, but even in T3 judgment day still happened, you know, just, it just took another path. It took a little longer, whatever the situation was. And this kind of, revisits that idea okay so we stop cyberdyne we kill john connor you know we stop this whole thing and but it still winds up happening just through another means and and there's one point where um so arnold plays the the terminator the second or i guess the third t800 who gets sent back the one who actually kills john and then once he kills John, his, his, his mission is over. So he has no direction because his mission was to kill John Connor. Mm-hmm. Once he kills John Connor, he's got nothing to do. So he's and just so, hanging around. So he's just hanging out. He basically winds up, um, he basically winds up becoming an upholsterer named Carl. <laughs> wow. And he raises a family a step you know he has a stepson and he marries a woman and and he he his programming grows to the point where he determines that like what he had done was wrong 
but it, you know he can't do it but he but so this is the this is the the terminator that they come to 20 years later or 15 years later whatever it is and at one point he says you know even without skynet i predict that a, like a 70 percent chance that humanity will destroy itself in the next 20 years you know so it's just like this idea of this inevitability of judgment day, the inevitability that we're going to destroy ourselves, I think is a very contemporary idea. Uh, we're on our way to it. Wow. This, yeah, I think uh, Tuesday I'm going to have to go scrape my, I think you will. Together. I think you're really, I think you're really going to enjoy it. You know, I know you like Terminator and T2 and you like salvation. So I, this is going to really fit in your wheelhouse. And I think, um, yeah, is it the best Terminator movie? It's not, but it's it's. I'd say it's probably, you know, I think T two is the best Terminator movie, mm-hmm. um, and then this this and Terminator kind of fit right next to it, you know. And for me, these three movies in a row, I think are are just really great. My issue, my only issue with Salvation was the villain, uh, and I can't remember the actor's name, but I can't stand his face. Oh, that's that's always nice. I gotta get his name. I don't you like you because I can't stand no, your just, face. Something about that guy, like I just cannot look at it, uh, and I can't even get it to come up. The the villain in Terminator Salvation. Well, remember he was um I think it was get the cast. Not common, right? No, no, not common. I buy all this out. Are you are you you're are you talking about Michael Ironside? No, no, no. The guy who like okay. played the general. Okay, so I think I'm thinking about the wrong Terminator. Yeah, they remember they sent um Sam Worthington back. Ah, is it Anton Yochin? But he was Kyle Reese. Okay, so I'm definitely thinking about the, the bad wrong. guy. I'm thinking about the wrong Terminator movie. Are you thinking about Jason Clark in Terminator Genesis? Like the guy who was like, you thought he was going to be a good guy, and then he turns out to be like a yep machine dude. Yep. Yeah, that's why I didn't like that whole movie. I and I love Jason Clark. I love him in everything he does, but I don't. I I couldn't. I couldn't take him in that movie. I, I I hate his face. It's just something about his face. (laughs) <laughs> like he sh- well you've just you just insulted the entire country of New Zealand but okay there's something about that dude's face is just he should always be a villain I mean I guess he was a villain now but he should always be a villain he should never do anything else but be a villain are we talking about the same guy here yes we are I'm looking at a picture of him right now Jason he's- Clark yep or he's Australian I thought he was from New Zealand I'm trying to find some other movies he's done he was in Everest. He was, oh. he was fantastic in Everest. Zero he Dark was, Thirty. Um, oh, yeah. Dawn of the Planet Apes. Yeah. One of the Planet Apes movies. Zero Dark yeah. Thirty. Yeah, man. He's, I got he's it. He's great actor. White House Down ruined it for me. Once I saw him as the villain in White House Down, I was like, yep, this guy's always a villain. You ever have like people who do that? Like Once they play a certain role, you're just like, yep, that's, who, well, that's it. Yeah, but White House Down sucks, so. It doesn't matter. So, for example, uh, remember <laughs> that movie with Martin, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate? Which one? The movie with Martin with a thin line between love and hate with Lynn Whitfield. I don't, I've never seen it. Okay. So in it, Martin ends up like sweet talking this girl and 
he doesn't want that in a relationship, but he acts like he does. And then finally, when he gets what he wants, he just throws it to the side. And she starts keying his car, throwing bricks through his mom's window. She hits herself and then calls the cops and says that he did it. Ever since then, I've always seen Lynn Whitfield as a crazy woman. And then she has done interviews where she said, to this day, it's been difficult for her to get boyfriends because everyone just thought she was a crazy psycho woman because of the thin line between love and hate. It's the same way for me with Jason Clark. He's always going to be a villain because of White House Down. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, just, it, 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 it's weird. All right. Have you ever seen Everest? No. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did. I saw that. And, and, and you can say that? I mean, he, he was so amazing in that. Yep. And he was like such a super good guy. Like he sacrificed his life for that dude. The only movie that could have saved him for me was um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And yeah, but he didn't, he didn't have that big a role in that, really. I mean, he, I don't know. Which is so, uh, that's a franchise we're gonna have to get to a little later because I like some of the decisions they made with that. Um, but yeah, just the guy's a villain for me from here on out to the end of eternity. Uh, anything else you want to discuss, man? Uh, we we talked about Watchmen. Oh, his, his Dark Materials. Will you be watching tomorrow night? Of course I will. You know I will. HBO is turning out some quality stuff. Like, I can't think, and, and but you know what? They always turn out quality stuff for the most part. Well, they're still spending all that Game of Thrones money, you know. So. That's what I, say. I, I feel like they've just like they've stepped it up another level because like, when I watch watching, I'm like, this is movie quality stuff. This isn't TV. And I know HBO's thing is like, you know, we're not TV or HBO, but like, this, I'm gonna be really interested to see what the quality is of. This Marvel stuff we get on Disney, not just Marvel, stuff, but everything but on Disney Plus, because if they can match HBO qualities or give me movie quality stuff at that six ninety nine price point, that's gonna be a steal. Yeah, I mean, you know what we're talking. I mean, Disney's got really, really deep pockets. Yeah, HBO has really, you know, through its you know corporate overlord AT and T, has got pretty deep pockets, and you know HBO has this model that is working for them where they're doing like you said these cinematic level high quality shows and it's working for them they're expensive as hell to produce but mm-hmm. they're bringing people in and you know so you've got you've got h you know you've got game of obviously game of thrones is over um but they just announced you know the the new series house of the dragon um which will be coming out. They they bought ten episodes, like kind of sight unseen. They bought ten episodes of that. Um, you know, you've got uh, what other what other shows they have? You you have Billions. You have Succession. You have um, Ballers. Ballers. You've got well, Ballers. Ballers isn't isn't all that expensive to produce. It's you know, Ballers is not effects heavy. It's not location heavy. It's just like you know. Rock and his friends hanging out in Miami. Um, what about uh, Chern- Chernobyl? Was that, Chernobyl's that was something that was expensive to do? Chernobyl was fantastic. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. fantastic. Um, you know, and they've got you know, obviously they got Westworld. Um, you know, so and and that's the thing is like they've always got something coming. You know what I'm saying? You know, we've so we've got you know four or five months until Westworld. What are we going to do? You know, well, you know, Succession just ended, so now they're doing Watchmen, and now they're doing his dark materials. And by the time those two wrap up, we're going to be, 
we're going to be back into Westworld. And um, I think probably the next season of Billions is going to be coming up. And then after that, they've got, um, you know, then they'll, they'll be rolling out the next season of Succession. And then by that time, House of Dragons should be out, you know, so they're, they're, they've got the ball rolling and they're doing it right. Because Ballers is over, right? Yeah, the last seat. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Rock even has time to do that. You know, this guy's making like eighty-five movies. He's doing appearances all over the place, and then all of a sudden, boom! They drop another series, another season of Ballers. And allegedly, Shazam is going to start production in July. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I see a trailer and like we're two months out of release date, then I believe it. And then he says he's supposed to be doing a. Do you remember a Mark Kerr from the UFC? No. Okay, so when you get the chance, check out the documentary called "The Smashing Machine." Mark Kerr was a really good uh, Olympic wrestler, um, really good UFC heavyweight. Really bad problems with painkillers and uh, opioids, and so he did a great documentary on the Rock uh, at a UFC event on Saturday said that he's going to start production on a movie on Mark Kerr, which is definitely going to be out of his range because it's have to be like a drama. But I was like, geez, what else are you going to do? And when are you going to have time for, you know, Black Adam? So we'll see. The, that, the, but, uh, the Rock, I don't, know, I don't know, man. I think The Rock, like, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he makes all the stuff that he makes because, like, the movies that he makes are not, like, in and out in 30 days, you know, movies. No. And then he's up 4 a.m. every day working yeah, out. Yeah, it's just, it's just freaking, the guy's like, there's got to be three of them. He's got to be a clone. Forget it, you invite. This dude's got to be a clone. I mean, also, when you probably got don't have natural substances flowing through your body, it's pretty easy to stay awake all day. Yes. Allegedly. I guess. I don't know. I mean, because because he's also got, you know, Jumanji's dropping next month, and then he's got Jungle Book coming yep. out in another couple of months. It's like... Oh, I forgot about that Jungle Cruise movie. Yeah, Jungle Cruise. Sorry. But at least with that and Jumanji, you probably film one on the same set. Nobody knows the difference. Yeah, I think he's either wearing, like, the same shirt. <laughs> oh man um so before we get out anything else you want to touch on um no i mean obviously i think you know going forward i think we're probably going to be uh pretty star wars heavy over the next couple of weeks oh yeah um nine days, nine days out. out you know we gotta we gotta start talking about that um and getting ourselves ready for uh for the for the for the saga to end well i mean we yeah we have the mandalorian but then we also have you know rise of skywalker um it's a saga for you it's a, <laughs> two films for me oh you know what's great it, i didn't think it was we're gonna be real star wars heavy for the next thing here to december you get the mandalorian you got uh the, the game for oh, xbox right, and yeah. ps4 which all in the early all in Jedi, right? like fan, yeah. The early reviews look great. Um, are we, is there a Rebels anytime soon or? Um, when does no? Well, Rebels is over, but Resistance. I think there's a Resistance. I think there's another season of Resistance coming up. Um, 
I mean, we have this another season of uh, Clone Wars, which is going to be dropping in uh, in the in like I don't know February, March, or some things like that. And then Star Wars Resistance has got I, there's another season coming up, but I don't know when that's going to be. So yeah, I mean there there's always stuff going on. So folks, it looks like it's going to be lots of Star Wars and lots of Watchmen uh, for the next foreseeable future. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm wrong about that. Resistance is actually on now. There is no season three. This we're in the middle of season two. Okay. I just usually I just usually kind of wait and watch it. Um, in kind of a bunch, but yeah, they just uh, I think episode. Probably what, we're probably on episode six. I think episode five dropped tonight, actually. So, because um, it's on XD, so I don't get around there to watching that. You know, it's early. It's on early. It's on like six o'clock on XD. So I'll just save up and I'll just kind of bang them all together. But it's it's not a bad show. It's a pretty good show. I gotta give it a look. I think my son will probably watch it with me. Yeah, I watch it like I'll watch it. Uh, it's a good one to watch with uh, the young kids. Like I started watching, uh, I started watching Clone Wars over with uh, with my grandsons, and I was like, I got like through the first ep- through the first season, like, man, that show's a lot darker than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to watch that um that last battle of Endgame this morning with my son, and I'm like. Maybe he shouldn't. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe four. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? He sat through Empire Strikes Back at three and really enjoyed well, it. Well, that's good. That's a smart kid, your yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. He, he does like Star Wars a lot. Um, you've had a big hand in that. Um, but uh, I, th- I think that might be it. Um, I don't got anything else on the plate. No, I think uh, I think we're good. All right, folks, thank you for listening. Um, be back with us next week. Uh, we hope you're enjoying Watchmen. Uh, hope you're ready for Star Wars November, Star Wars December. Uh, also, I'm finally back gaming. So if you are playing Call of Duty, uh, I finally got back into Forza and Destiny 2. Uh, hit me up on Xbox Live, Bruce Wayne BPT. Um, that's it for me. Mike, anything you want to say before we get uh, out of here? Yeah, just also I'm on uh, usually kind of just playing a lot of Forza. Um, but I'm Mikey Mo one seven four one is my gamer tag, so you can hook me up on there, hit me up on there. Um, and also, you know, if you are listening, you know, just kind of do us a favor and share this podcast with somebody. Let somebody know about it if you're if you're enjoying it, and uh, and we hope that you are. And give us some feedback. You know, shoot us uh, a tweet or something, or or leave us a voice message or however it works, just to, to let us know what you think. Because we're you know sometimes it's kind of we're we're throwing this out into the webs and. You know, we like to hear back and, you know, we have people around us who, who talk to us about it. Um, but if you don't see this on a regular basis, we'd like to know what you think about it. So, you know, give us some feedback, um, shoot us an email or, or hit us up on Twitter is probably the best way. Let us know what you think. And uh, and then go see Dark Fate because people need to go see that movie because I want more Terminator movies. They need your money. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Have a good Later. one, folks. We're out.